0: What's up, Lemon Heads? Welcome back to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I'm Emily. I'm Crystal. And this week, we're going to talk about how during this slow season, during this shoulder season, how you can be making the most of your customers that is already in your database. Absolutely.
1: It is now the time. Now is the time more than ever. Whether you are roofing, plumbing, pest control, HVAC, a lot of us are in a lull of leads. So we're going to talk about one of the only tactics that really can generate leads fairly quickly and with a pretty good projected return. I think we have a lot to say about this. So let's get to sipping some lemonade. Let's do it.
0: All right. So when we talk about, um, you know, marketing to your existing database, um, we are not saying that you need to send out a promotion or an offer or a text or anything to any and everybody that's ever been in your database at all. We need to kind of build out some different audiences. And so how do we actually make audiences that's not everybody? Yeah. And you know, like the key here is to be like an expert audience
1: builder. Um, But to be an expert audience builder, you have to be in expert um gatherer of content. Uh, so when you are gathering information from new clients, um, what is super important is that you gather as much information. You are tagging, you are, you know, identifying these differentiators. So that sounds super complex, but literally like we need to determine like who has a system, you know, age of equipment would be a really good thing to start tracking. If you're not tracking it now, you need to start tracking age of equipment. Um, Also like location of equipment or past job history. So last summer we were out there, we added three pounds of refrigerant. It's um, if you let us do the work now, We'd be, we're would giving a discount on a leak detection or um, the first pound of refrigerant is on us. But the only way to know that is because your team is using the correct task codes and the correct labeling inside of whatever your CRM system is so that we can differentiate that. Um, your recommendations that are made. So how about everyone that you recommended a duct cleaning to last season? You're able to pull a list of those people and send them a duct cleaning offer. Uh, Same thing for on the plumbing side. So people that you know have sump pumps, right? Maybe you've made notes about sump pumps or somehow you have a task code in there around sump pumps. Maybe you want to run a promotion on backup sump pumps, right? Um, Backflow preventers, like there's all these ways to do it. But the more information and like data laden that each account can be inside of your CRM, the more we can pull
0: from. And a key to that, though, is your your team has to really know what are those tags? What is that information that we're gathering? Because um, who's ever done this? Like, oh, yeah, I built all these tags. And like, who knew that that was even there, that I had the option to tag it that way or to fill out that form field? Like, you know, you have to educate your team on what is there, when is it used, and then to make sure that everyone is speaking the same language. Like, we've seen it often before where, you know, you have a tag for your maintenance club, but one tag is called maintenance club and one's called preventative member, you know, or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. half the CSRs are using one, the other half is using the other. And so that's where crystal means like garbage in garbage out. Like you've got to be that expert of, the data inputter to be able to get good results to extract different audiences.
1: And like you're saying, the why matters, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I I even do this with my own kids, okay? So why we do things the way that we do. So like, for instance, y'all know I love Jesus, but like, why do we not wear a hat in the sanctuary? Well, it's because I think me as your mom and I run this show, um, it's disrespectful, right? Or why are you encouraging me to complete this baseball season, even though I don't like the team that I'm on? Well, you have to stay doing it because you dedicated yourself to this. You promised you were going to do it. You're not going to let your team down. So it's the same situation here. Marketing, a lot of times we do a terrible job of educating our co-team members why it's important point of acquisition. So why is it important to learn where we gained a new customer? Why is it important to have age of equipment? Why is it important that we write down and make invoices or uh, estimates around jobs that we're on? Because marketing needs as a much healthy information mm-hmm. as they can get. So it's the same way. You know, like I I teach contractors all the time. If you want your technicians to sell more memberships, show them how it benefits them. Yeah. So you want to say, hey, you remember last spring when you could only work 20 hours because that's the only work that I had. If we had more memberships, that would mean more tune ups that we could be doing, which would put you busier. So if you can them now
0: during our busy season, then what that does is that helps us in the shoulder season. I mean, we discovered that in our own company this morning. You know, we have, um, they're called PEX cards, but they're basically card, little debit cards, if you will, that the company can load money onto. Well, we had the entire company go through the PEX card training. Hey, here's how you do it. Here's the app. Here's how you upload the receipt, da, da, da. What we failed to realize is we never explained the why. Why does every team member on our thing have a PEX card? Well, because when one remote team worker's adapter broke, so we could load money on for him to go buy a new adapter all of a sudden. So the team had done the training on the physicality. Here is technically how you do it. But then, oh, I didn't realize that that was what that was for. I thought it was only for like mileage for gas reimbursement or something, you know. And so, like Crystal said, explaining that why to your CSRs, to your technicians, things like that is so much equally as valuable as the technical how to do some of these things. And we can't forget that piece.
1: Yeah. And given, given them some grace too, like giving yourself grace, like, listen, you're going to be like, dang, I didn't say that or I didn't do that. And can we think of everything? No, but if you really work with your inbound team, whatever that's look, that looks like, um, I think those are important in their early journey with your company really helping them understand how impactful their job is mm-hmm. if you want my honest opinion this is super not everyone's favorite thing for me to say but in my honest opinion csrs are the most undervalued position in the company oh 100%. yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah they are the ones that are the first line of the brand experience they are the ones that are gathering uh, the most content for our um the most data from the customer up front, they make or break, they set the technician up for success. They're the first introduction to your maintenance club, the first introduction to your offers. Yet, I think they sometimes are like, oh, you're so cute. You just answer the phones over there. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. you know." And honestly, like you, those people are inbound salespeople. That's what they are. They are salesmen every single time they answer the phone. And so we've got to start prioritizing that so that When we get back to the point here which is building good audiences we have really good data so what we're going to do um what you're going to do as a contractor is start looking through there and thinking okay i want to be able to build an audience that did this but not that so who did we go out and make a duck cleaning recommendation to that did not later on buy the duck cleaning right Also, um, if you recommended one piece of IEQ equipment, it might negate all the other um, estimates that are on there. So there's some some things that you need to check, but uh, just building out good audiences. Who do you want to reach out to? Again, quick ideas. um, Abandoned calls. Like, how can you automate something that goes out to people that didn't actually make connection with the CSR? Like, sorry, we missed you. Like, how could you gather those? Canceled appointments. Mm-hmm. How do you stay in front of people that canceled an appointment? That's an audience that you have to build. It's unique because it's how do you gather a lot of the information? And it it takes work, but that's a unique opportunity. Um, People that um, are not, they're only doing, they've only done work with you like in one time in the last three years or two years. And it wasn't a an impactful move so you would have to determine what that means like did you go out there on an $89 drain clearing and that's all you were able to do then that person probably is using someone else right now so how do you get back in front of them with a a free offer or a very low offer and group you may only have 10 people in that audience but that's a pretty specific audience like that messaging can talk specifically to those people
0: Well, and I think a lot of times customers forget about like kind of cross promoting their services. So if like you're multi-vertical and so kind of an easy way that Crystal's kind of taught me to think about audience building is like the haves and the Mm have-nots. Like who have used us for plumbing and have not used us for HVAC or vice versa. Um, And like she was saying, who has gotten a quote from us but has not actually purchased? Who has had a repair done but not gotten that actual new service? So I think sometimes when you can start thinking of some of those technical who have and who have not that's where you can really start dissecting and get super targeted messaging that is very applicable to that specific people so it's not a one-size-fits-all message it's these specific people and this message is gonna be super relevant to them
1: absolutely and relevancy here is what will create engagement So if I I called you three summers ago, you came out, put a pound of refrigerant in, and I've not engaged with you at all. And you said, hey, here's $50 off of duct cleaning. I'd be like, they're not talking to me. Mm -hmm. So you can actually write your messaging to speak to them. It says, hey, we were out at your house last summer when it wasn't cooling very well. Right now we're offering the first pound of refrigerant on us. If you allow us to come out and do a leak detection or some, something along
0: those lines. And like, if you were to send that out, you would not want that to go to the customers that you did that for them last week. Yes, you know, That's where you kind of have to know to make it relevant.
1: Yes. And so you just have to think through it. You just have to think through it. So that's audience building. Um, and I think that's the the first
0: line of defense there. And so I know a thing that a lot of other contractors struggle with is like, okay, that's great. But like, when do I actually need to be aggressive on this stuff? when do i actually need to set pull the trigger on some of these triggers if you will well sorry uh womp, womp.
1: well it's just so dependent on your market your Um, your operations. Like I know nobody likes to hear that, but marketing is not a bandaid for bad operations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can run the heck out of some promotions, but if your guys can't do anything with it, when they're in the home, it don't matter when we do it. Uh, You could do it for free and you're still not going to get anything from it. So my encouragement here is understanding the importance of having levers built out that you can activate Um, that your team is already prepared to prepare to perform. And I think that a lot of times we run, we run headfirst into a fire with no fire extinguisher. So we're just like, you know what we need to do? Launch all of these things or a shiny object on a Facebook group runs in front of us. And we're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. But your team's not ready. Your CSR is not ready. And you haven't really price conditioned your customers either. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really important to just have a plan in
0: place. Well, and like you can't go from like, never talking to your existing customers ever to then sending them something every other day, whether that's, you know, a text message, a ringless voicemail an email, things like that. So yeah, having that plan to make it to where you're not spamming them as it seems, but like you're building that relationship. Hey, we're still here for you. Staying top of mind. Um, And then like Crystal said, she says this often, but like you've got to dig your well before you're thirsty. Yeah, You've got to have some of these, because if you wait to now just start gathering the data and then start building out the audience and then work on what your messaging is and then building out the funnel. Well, now you've already missed the whole season. Okay. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. You've had a na- paralysis by analysis. Um, and, and you know,
1: a lot of times I tell cl- almost every single client with lemon seed, they're going to have one email that goes out every single month. And it is some sort of community support style thing. Like, happening events, or it's a little newsletter because it's a soft reminder that you are still in their life. I try to use very engaging pieces in there. It's just a soft sell every single month between the 1st and the 15th. We try to have a simple newsletter that goes out. Name it something creative. Name it after your mascot, your name, your grandpa, your sister, your pet cat. I don't care what you name it after, but something that has a story and then put engaging content. So do not Start sending an email every month. It's like the reason 410A is being phased out and how you should be scared of that. Like boo hiss, right? I can't, I'm can't, i not saying that can't be a part of it, but that's certainly not going to be the draw to read it. Well, so what's going to happen is you're keeping your brand in front of your clients, whether they like it or not. It's environmental awareness. It's not hurting anyone. So that's good. But also it does keep this little bit of engagement where they're clicking and engaging with it. Then when you send them a ringless voicemail that says, hey, this is Crystal calling from Yellow Bear Air, calling to let you know we were at your home last summer, added a pound of refrigerant. Right now, prepare, getting you prepared for the summer, we'd like to offer you that first pound for free. Call today to schedule your tune-up at Yellow Bear Air at 936-123-456. We'll talk to you soon. And they're like, oh, I love Yellow Bear Air. I get their newsletter every month, right? Or they're not going to be like, who'd she say she was with? Right. Who was that? Because listen, some of y'all don't remember what you ate for breakfast yesterday, much less who you used two summers ago when everybody was pissed off that it was hot and you called 72 companies till so one could get out there fast enough, right? So for the most part, you've got to stay top of mind with people. Um, remember, people don't need us very often. like even plumbers, roofers, uh, roofers, you over here on the on the pitiful side with HVAC people, people don't need us but every 10 years, right? um or feel like they need us. Do they need
0: us? Yes, but they don't and, feel like they need us. And they might not need us right now, but if you can stay top of mind to them, they can recommend you to other people who might need you right now. You know, like they, yeah. you can become more of their guy. Like, I have a guy, I can tell you about these because you've earned their trust and kept their trust. You've been fostering that relationship ongoing beyond just the initial sale. Absolutely. And and you know, like, um, again, I think the underlying
1: message of today's episode is really about engagement and relationship building. So yeah, you're gonna send out a thousand text messages that say, Hey, we noticed that you're our, you know, thank you for being an existing customer of Yellow Bear Air. We see you haven't had your tune up to get you ready for the spring. Take advantage of our open schedule by booking one of our $69 tune-ups. Call today, mention this ad, get it for $69, right? you're not going to have just a humongous response. That's all relative. But if you set the right expectations in your mind and you've already been talking to these people gently, mm-hmm. building a relationship, you've got social media that's going on, they've gotten your newsletter, they're going to be like, dang, I need to schedule that because last summer I barely made it. Like, yeah. I barely made it. Um, another Another thing that I think we can play on a lot is like energy efficiency. But listen, don't talk to them like they own a heating and air conditioning or a plumbing company. Right. Or like high water bill, right? Don't talk to me like I do this every day. Yes. Talk to me by saying things like, has your electric bill been high? Was your electric bill high last summer? Worried about being able to afford it this summer? Call us today to see how we can help your system be more efficient. So now I have solved something for my my clients. I have told them that I have a financial solving piece for them, right? Solute. Solving piece is also known as a solution. So ignore solving is me being wordy, a solution um, for them. And that is I'm going to help them figure out how they can save money on their electric bill. Again, I can't say you need a higher, you need a higher sear system, you know, and same thing on the water side. Like my grandmother has had a running toilet for months and Sundays, as I say. And the whole problem is she really just needs a whole new toilet Um, But she's old and she's worried about it. And so what needs to be said is, hey, have you been putting off a plumbing repair that you need to make? Our schedule is wide open for the next week. Book within those seven days and get a free diagnostic charge. Mm -hmm. Only pay for the repairs we make when we're in the home. We guarantee we'll be there within an hour. Like, What can you do to play off of what the client that's already trusted you at one point in their life solves something for them? Mm -hmm. Uh, And have those ready so that you're like, man, when you're booking out three days, you're like, we're going to need to do something. Let's pull a lever that we've already trained on. Our CSRs are already coached on. We're ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, being nimble, kind of already having some of those triggers built out. Um, digging your well before you're thirsty and stuff that's going to be able to help you act fast and to see some immediacy, um, you know, tons of other marketing tactics, you know, they, they take time to marinate and to see some results and stuff, but um, cultivating this existing database through some of these things, being very nimble is a great way where you can see the needle move. Absolutely. So, you know, nimble, I tell everybody
1: this, and this was a topic of conversation on social media recently. Um, you know what PE groups don't often have? Flexibility. Mm-hmm. So before they can do anything, we've got to get the president's signature, three the blood of three immigrants and like, you know, all these things. So we just we can need to be more nimble. So you can't reinvent the wheel every time. I had a client when I first started and he would tell me, "Crystal, I do not need to know how to build the clock. I just want you to tell me what time it is." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, Okay, because I'm over here trying to over justify things. A lot of times you need to do the Mm pre-work. Setting yourself up for the slow season. So yes, we're in the middle of it right now. So stop, take a few days, not weeks, not months, days to build out your strategy. When you're going to launch it, project what you think the expense is going to be. Project what you think the return is going to be. And then try it. You're flexible, you're nimble. try it. And right. then guess what? You're also nimble to pivot backwards like that did not work.
0: Good effort didn't work, right? Um, That's so crucial, but like one thing do not forget about is tell the rest of your team. like, hey, we're sending out this text message and here's the message that like have them be prepared so that when people call, hey, you know, I got this special offer what offer? What it what did it say? You got a postcard you- from us? We didn't call you. We didn't let you a voicemail. Like, y'all, I will kick down
1: some cubicles. I will kick off, I will karate chop a headset if they if they don't know it. So you gotta be careful to Emily's point. With nimble comes responsibility as well. So Mm -hmm. your team has to be prepared for this launch of a lever. Honestly, start introducing your team to what levers are Mm -hmm. so that when they get a call and maybe Maybe you sent the text message um, out for for the sump pumps, right? And you sent it out and you were literally getting up and going to walk down there and tell your CSR. She shouldn't be caught off guard that she's never heard of any of this before. Maybe she didn't know that you pressed go right now, but she should have heard of it before. Send an email, send a copy of the script, record your ringless voicemail, make them get the ringless voicemails. It might cost you seven cents, but let them get it. My CSRs, I love for our own team gets every lemon seed email that goes out mm-hmm. because I never want an account manager to be on a call with one of our clients and then say, oh my gosh, I loved your newsletter. And my account manager go, we sent a newsletter or, oh, I saw your team at Toolbox Live for Service Titan. And my team go, oh, I had no idea they were going to be there. Yeah. Right. They need to be able to say, oh, you saw Ashley and Annette at Toolbox Live. Right. Those are Unique things that make your team sound capable, that help keep them in the loop. And honestly, for a retention piece, they feel much more in control when that happens. Yeah. So being nimble is crucial here. And for those of you that like to micromanage and be in control of every aspect of your life, I'm here for you. I got you. I see you. But you will be your biggest hurdle. Mm -hmm. And you will see that everything else is a hurdle because you just can't figure it out. You want to figure it out, but you can't. When really in reality, you are the hurdle. You're the you're the block. So get your facts together, get your numbers together, get your creative together, um, and bite it off a little bit at a time. Don't try to build out 17 audiences. Build out one audience. Launch the campaign. See how's it see how it goes. Let it run. Also, side note: here's a little pro tip. Do not make major changes based off of the outliers. Uh-huh. Amen. So you send a text message out and someone replies back in the dashboard and says, y'all freaking suck. Y'all money suckers. Y'all took money from my dead grandma. I hope y'all burn in hell. You're just going to hit delete. <laughs> and go are move on. We're yep. not going to be like, oh my gosh, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. So we have a pest control client and they bought a, another company. So the first one of the first things that we did, restructure their monthly plans. We sent out an email to their existing database saying, look at all the new things that we offer. People immediately panicked like, oh my gosh, you are going up on your prices, blah, 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 blah. So I told that that owner, I said, listen, one email is an outlier. Two, three emails is an outlier because we sent out 700. Uh, four and five, we're going to start paying attention to. So when we got the fifth email that was like, oh, I'm so confused. It triggered us, okay, now let's send a clarification. So literally, I made the subject line say, oops, a little clarification. So you know those same homeowners were like, what is this? They made an oops, the pricing was wrong. And all it said was, we are so sorry. We are going to definitely honor our existing contracts. These are just the new and improved packages. If yep. you'd like to discuss what you do now, call us, right? So we can't live in fear that five jack holes behind a keyboard or behind a text message are going to derail us. Do not make major process changes based off outliers. Make them off of true information that came back. It's easy though. One bad review sends some of y'all into a tailspin, a drunken stupor. Like some of y'all be trying to show up to the person's house. That ain't it, right? So be nimble, but also like, okay, that really wasn't good messaging. I need to change the messaging, you know, be Marketing is a game. If marketing had a complete strategy, if every, if marketing was an exact science, it literally would not be any fun at all. Cause we'd all be doing the exact same thing and praying for the same outcomes. It's a, it's a plot twist. It's a, um, it's something that has to be nurtured and cultivated all the time, pivoting and just knowing that you're never going to flip on a marketing switch and sit down and sip a Mai Tai by the pool. Uh, we're in this thing, like you got to be in it, right? So, well, guys, I hope you guys got some good information today about just a little motivation, some inspiration to really get in there, build out those audiences, coach your team well, and let everybody know how you are going to be a winner during the shoulder season or even just in lulls of, um,
0: of leads during certain times of the year. Yep. That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you would leave us a review, um, it helps us to keep going and it helps us to spread the message to more people so that they can find from the yellow chair and, um, hopefully be inspired just like you are by, um, the, the marketing and branding for the home service industry. So thank you for listening. Give us a shout out on social media and we will see you next time. Bye.